right, and welcome everybody to the South Hunks Podcast. Um, it's been a while since you heard from us. Um, we haven't really had a show that we've been doing actively, so this is going to be a bit different. Um, some people, it's funny, some people will only be hearing this for the first time because of what they searched on their iTunes or on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it won't be like everything else, so maybe they'll get a chance to subscribe and jump into that. But yeah, this is different. This is our first uh, strictly sports show. Um, and when I say strictly sports, we're talking about a very specific sport and a very specific team. I am joined by uh, Milan. Milan, say hi to the people. Yo. So, you know, if, if you listen to any of uh, any of the Hawkins Brothers shows, which are going to be on the same feed, uh, you know, we both were, uh, you know, raised. Some of us raised more than others, you know, in the uh, DMV, the uh, you know, Washington, D.C., uh, yeah, Washington, D.C., uh, Maryland, Virginia area. So we are a lifelong Washington football fans. So we had the idea, um, you know, like uh, over the last couple of weeks, like we want to do something together. It's been a while since we've done a show. Uh, we need a topic and, you know, football season started. So this is the inaugural episode of the uh, Give Em Hell podcast. That name was pretty good, wasn't it? Hey, you official. <laughs> Like you should have seen me, me, like, trying to come up with it, um, doing, like, Google searches, and it was really corny. Like, I knew I wanted hail in there somewhere, and I was mm-hmm. like, I actually searched phrases that, uh, that hell the word hell. <laughs> yeah, so, and it just, eventually that was when we settled on, but no, um, <laughs> no, we want to do every week for at least the next 17 weeks, uh, hopefully a bit more, is to talk about uh, you know, wishful thinking. Yeah, Washington NFL football. Here's the thing. I know you're gonna say the team name a lot, and I'm not. And we're gonna see how long we can carry it out. <laughs> like we're gonna Mr. see how PC. long it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no. Um, and, and you know, I'm uh, my my brother is seven years younger than me. I was born in you know 1985. So my my earliest football memories are of uh, last time we won the Super Bowl. So. Uh, you know, my grandfather, my uh, maternal grandfather, had his basement, and specifically the bar in his basement, like, dedicated to, to Washington football. And there were plaques, and there were pictures, and there were, you know, pictures from parades and hats and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, I grew up right around that time where Washington football peaked, and that was literally 15 years ago. <laughs> so... Good old Doug Williams. Yeah, man. Matter of fact, last one was Mark Rippin back in the day. That's the last Ooh. time, uh, you know, so we far removed. Yeah, it's been a while. So, you know, what we want to do with this show, um, we do want to talk about, you know, kind of the weekly goings on of Washington football. We want to talk about game results and try to break them down as best we can. Now, one thing I'm limited to being, I'm, you know, I, we're going to talk numbers, but I'm not uh, a 538 guy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm not a Bill Simmons guy. Like I, yeah. I think, you know, you can turn the eye test. Yeah, you, you, you can turn anywhere. Exactly, you can turn anywhere to find these advanced numbers and and you know stats and go inside the game. But that's what like that's what NFL Network's for. You know what I mean? Like that's exactly. what uh, ESPN at, at two o'clock in the afternoon is for. You want to have some fun with this. We want to talk about. I'm an eye test guy. Strictly eye test. Guys man. watching football, how they feel about it. Um, and we'll see. You know, this will be fun. Um. So let's let's kind of just jump off, uh, you know, from the game. Um, we played the uh, Philadelphia Eagles on uh, Sunday. It was a noon game, and you know, lost thirty to seventeen. Now, what are your first reactions post game? Because we actually talked about this for a while, but you know, what were your kind of first reactions after the game, after the final? Uh, 
first thing I thought was Deshaun and Pierre meant a whole lot more than we wanted to. A lot of people wanted to give him credit for in yeah. the offense. Yeah. And uh, it consistency couldn't be found. I'll say that it just felt like we couldn't get nothing going. There wasn't a we couldn't develop a rhythm when we made big plays. It was on. I don't know. It wasn't your typical. Okay, we executed. It was somebody broke a tackle that they probably shouldn't have broke, or this, that, and the third. And it was just it was all over the place offensively. Defensively, not so bad though. I, I'm not gonna get on yeah. them too bad. It wasn't wasn't too bad of a, a show for them. Isn't it interesting though? You put up, you give up 30 points, and granted they weren't all on defense, but you give up 30 right. points, and you're like, you know what? The defense didn't look so bad. I thought what really got us was um, broken plays. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think Carson Wentz gets enough credit for being mobile in the pocket. Like, there were at least two, three times where you saw him break legitimate sacks. And mm, exactly. you can only ask your like, secondary. You, wrap him up. Yeah, you don't ask your secondary to cover guys for so long. You know what I exactly. mean? And, and so, like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like they got beat on a bunch of plays. I just think that, you know, once you break contain, like, guys are slowing down because they think he's going down for the sack. And, you know, it leaves other guys open. You know, I didn't really. I mean, when you're asking, Josh Norman is elite. Yeah. For, top notch elite. But when you ask him to cover somebody for six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. going on nine seconds, I mean, the best get beat that way. Yeah. So. Before we get into kind of the specifics I thought went wrong, another thing is this. I think the Eagles capitalized on mistakes with things like sacks, with things like broken plays, with things like interceptions where. There were two or three times where we had an exception in the bag and couldn't bring it in. Mm-hmm. Like end zone picks, you know. And on the flip side, you know, we were still dealing with that issue where we're throwing red zone interceptions, you know. Um, and it's, that's been a consistent thing. Yeah, that, that's been, <laughs> that's yeah, been, been a consistent thing. Um, and like you said, you know, I was telling a guy, um, I was out at a bar watching the game, or at least the tail end of the game, I was like, look, like you lose – your your best receiver in Pierre Garcon, like numbers wise, mm-hmm. he's your best receiver. He catches everything. Uh, he's a everything. big body, so he shields the ball. And Deshaun Jackson is your big play guy. Yeah, and Pierre Garcon mm-hmm. can definitely block. Deshaun Jackson's your big play guy, and so you know when things break down, like when you need a big play, when you're down a score and you gotta get down the field, that's a guy you can go to, or he's enough of a decoy to where exactly. you know you can go to somebody else. Um, I think what we got exposed on a lot is two things. One, we can't run the ball. Um, who was our leading rusher? But I don't think that was on Rob, though. Well, no, no, no. I, on it Rob. wasn't on Rob. I agree. You know who our leading rusher was? Chris Thompson? Kirk Cousins was our leading rusher. Oh, wow. Him and Rob Kelly <laughs> both had 30 yards, but wow. Kirk Cousins had 30 yards on four carries. So, wow. yeah, that's – I mean, it was definitely not on Rob Kelly because – well, here's one thing. I think you chose to go with a feature back who doesn't have breakaway speed. So it does mm-hmm. limit what you're going to be able to do, but if that's the case, you got to have better blocking. You know, and you can't you just to. run behind Trent Williams the whole game. Like, I get that, but you got to block better if that's what you're going to do. And, you know, it, it showed. I think Kirk Cousins finished, do I want to say 23 for 40? That that sounds mm-hmm. that sounds bad. Um, He's throwing the ball yeah, 40 23 times. 23 for 40. For 240. A touchdown and a pick, okay? And all due respect to Cousins, and, like, my goal, it's I know it's going to get worse during the season because I'm going to say mean things about him as the season goes on, but all due respect <laughs> to him, like, uh, the one touchdown he had, Chris Thompson made that play. Yeah, he you definitely know, did. He broke two definitely, tackles. And that's what I was talking about. Yeah, that's he, what I was talking he about. He definitely, um, you know, he showed up. I think 
you know what we're dealing with is this we have Terrell Pryor who is a project you know like mm-hmm. he was a leading receiver at Cleveland but Cleveland is a team that was done a lot you know um and he was the feature guy exactly so when you're down a lot like you know you're, you're dealing with different coverages um you know mm-hmm. you get the ball a lot and you know it doesn't help that Cousins was missing high a whole you know what I mean? Like as tall as Terrell Pryor is, like he missed him high, he missed Crowder high on that pass in the red zone. There probably would have been a touchdown. Uh, you know, my, my he missed he missed deep. He missed deep a couple times too. Mm-hmm. But you know what I talked to? I talked to him missing deep up to Deshaun Jackson was really that fast. <laughs> where he runs to where he just put it out there. Yeah. and Deshaun's gonna go get it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't think Terrell Pryor is. He he doesn't necessarily. I don't think he has that flash speed yeah i think he can get it with timing with kirk i think he can he can he can be somebody on a deep ball he has that type speed he's a possession guy he exactly and then you know jameson crowder um who is very good is he's not a number two he's a number three Um, yeah so so when you got him going up against the number one or number two corner it's gonna be hard for him to break away um and especially when he's not running those routes in the middle of the field like i remember that green bay game last year where they hit him deep, mm-hmm. like when he's running in the middle of the field, it's different running under the ball. Yeah, so exactly. So yeah, um, you know, uh, shout out to Ryan Grant, who I thought played pretty well. Um, he really yeah, did. He, had like he did. Yards. Uh, he I didn't well. expect him to. Yeah, and I mean, it's when you don't get on the field, that happens a lot. Now, um, yeah. Offensively, there was Dotson that though. Well, here's no, here's the thing. Offensively, what was disappointing for me was. You know, I, our inability to run the ball. I didn't like that. I didn't like that didn't seem Cousins dealt really well with the pressure. Um, because when whenever he got blitzed, he would end up throwing that ball high. And that's the worst thing you can do. Because when you throw the ball high, it floats up there and it ends up going to the other team. But exactly. the thing that got me was this. And this is more of a, uh, of a coaching thing. So apparently Doxon played. And I didn't realize it until I looked at the stat sheet. He played, but didn't get targeted once. And what they were saying wow. was, you know, he has to earn his quarterback. Trust. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, we need to yeah, win. Wasn't that what training camp we need to win the game. Like, I'm not super concerned with, like, how, you know, coaches or yeah, players feel. Trust. Like, no, we, we need trust. to. Yeah, we, we need this to, is what we had training camp for. Yeah. What, 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 what was the whole month of August for? Yeah, what are you doing? Like, like get him the ball. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like, offensively, I'm not – you know, Jordan Reed had his targets, but they don't have enough respect. And again, like you said, Garcon and Jackson, they don't have enough respect for our ones and twos where Jordan Reed is running open because mm-hmm. like Philly has a pretty good defense, but I don't feel like they have linebackers who can hang with him on one. But, you know, but then but then check this out, though. Check mm-hmm. this out. There was one play. There was one play that kind of. For lack of a better phrase, threw me off. It was a third and I want to say it was like a third and nine mm-hmm. in the second quarter or second or third quarter. Uh, Jordan Reed caught it at the sticks, caught it at and the jumped sticks, backwards, turned around, <laughs> turned around, yeah. took went about two yards back and tried to make it back and couldn't mm-hmm. get there. And it was like those small things mm-hmm. right there and check the whole drive. But it's like you said, six points on the board, three points on the board, and you know it's a whole nother swing. But again, it's like you said. Missing Garcon and Jackson seems yeah. at least, and we're only one weekend, so it's a small sample size. It seems like Reed's trying to do more than what he'd normally do because he feels like mm-hmm. he has to do extra uh, because of the lack of production outside. And it's, 
it, like you told me on Sunday, it looked like we didn't come out ready to play. You know, I, it just nothing's really coming together now. Um, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about offense. Let's talk about defense a little bit. Um, again, Josh Norman, I thought played well. I thought Breland played really well too. Really yeah, well. I thought Swearinger was pretty good. I'm confident. Our yeah, um, definitely confident in our secondary. The kid we got from Alabama looked pretty good. Um, uh, Anderson. Yeah, Anderson looked good. Um, I thought Mason Foster looked good, even though, like, you know, Mason Foster, yeah, ah, you get one more sack. That <laughs> might be, you know, everything you need. But, you know, even though we had issues on third down, I felt like a lot of that was, it wasn't on the back end. It was, you got the pressure, didn't get to the quarterback, and now guys got to defend. He extended a play. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and this, again. When you can't convert on third on offense, and you can't get off the field on third on mm-hmm. defense. Can't win a ball game. It's a problem. It really is. I think, um, you know, the play of the game for me was it's third and six. Um, you're in the red zone. Blitz straight up the middle. Uh, you know, Cousins floats the ball on Crowder. Like, you got to know your personnel. Mm-hmm. Jameson Crowder is a, you is a strong 5-7. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and that's the thing. Like, when you're a strong 5-7 and you're a slot guy, you're not out there with small pads. And you and I grew up as small guys and pads so you know when you raise those arms you know you don't have I'm, like, not, yeah, I'm, a, I'm not a tall guy but <laughs> i can reach pretty high like i have a tall guy's kind of wingspan you put some shoulder pads on me and things ain't raising up none you know what i'm saying like he yeah. can't stretch out for the ball like steve smith could, could do that and nobody else could <laughs> you know yeah right he, he had that reaction but yeah it, it, it just it you're down two because of a missed extra point, so things are breaking your way, and a sure one-point lead turns into a uh, you know a five-point deficit, like all for one swing. play, and that's like you said, like I remember the Dallas game last year, like we're probably you know it's going to be a running theme because of where we live. Anybody listening to this, you know, we live in Texas, so you know Cowboys fans like to push that narrative. Shout out to the Cowboys fans in the area. Yeah, though. right. I, I, I mess with them. Please, please listen. Um, but no. A running theme last year was like, oh, Cowboys ran through everybody. It's like, no, the Redskins the offensive probably, oh, I said it once, there you go. Washington probably should have won that first game. Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. red zone pick, you know? <laughs> and, like, I don't give defenses credit for red zone picks, especially as somebody who watches the game, because you see your quarterback specifically do this, and that doesn't happen to a lot of guys. All the time. So, it's just a thing that has to be corrected. Like, I'm not one to be in nobody's pockets, but, you know, $25 million a year, I need you to not make this one mistake. But see, here, here's another thing, though. Here's another thing, though. I'm, and I'm, I'm almost ready to say it's not the guy throwing it. There's something, there's something in place to where the the play calling is screwed up because who hasn't who hasn't had this problem name yeah name a Redskins quarterback yeah. over the last seven eight nine years that has not had this exact same problem you could change coaching you could change whatever it's the exact same thing some yeah. something else is going on I mean I put some uh, some of the onus on Kirk because he's been doing this he uh, I was talking to one of my boy, uh my cowboy fan homies the other day I, I said Kirk Cousins is more or less a poor man's Tony Romo if we keep him for however long He's a poor man's Tony Romo. He may or may not win us one, two playoff games. I'm not sure what else he can give us past that, but he make plays when you need it. He screws things up when you least need it. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, that's what it's going to be. It could, it, the luck can fall in our favor. Luck might not fall in our favor. It does seem like those red zone picks are right on the edge of the middle third all the time, going somewhere across <laughs> the middle. Like, so that does seem uniform. So there's definitely that definitely lends credence to what you're saying. Um, you know, I think we're throwing some crazy flat route yeah. on third and nine. <laughs> you know, we um, and that's the thing. Like between the twenties, I feel like we look so effective so often. You know what I mean? Like, we can just really eat up yardage. Like, he's a 5,000-yard guy last year. You know, those are Drew Brees' numbers. Like, you, you don't just put that up. But a lot of that is out of necessity. And Because our passing game is an extension of our running game. Exactly. Because we can't we can't just line up and dive dives mm-hmm. and zones and, you know, got to throw them two yards behind the line of scrimmage that turn into seven-plus or eight-plus. I think something that's going to have to happen. Um, and, you know, salute to Rob Kelly for changing his number to 20 like he's a fast guy. But <laughs> you know, I think what's going to have to happen is like having, a, having a power bag factor. Like Garrett Blunt, who, um, you know, ran mm-hmm. for 47 yards against us, like is the quintessential power back. But touchdown too, I yeah, believe. he's complimented. He had a touchdown uh, catch. The six to seven, nine games, some some crazy number with a touchdown straight. Yep. He, he had 18 last year, yeah. Um. Did I tell you, like, I know a girl who used to date him? That's a weird story that we'll tell off of here. <laughs> like, we'll talk about that later. But, um, I think I know that one. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so, too. She's in Oregon. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> but, no, um, I, the thing about it, like, that he's a power back. You know what I mean? But he has the compliment of blocking. And, you know, he also has a guy like Sproles back there who mm-hmm. can not only run the ball, but also can come in and split in the passing game. And again, Chris Thompson, I thought, did a good job. But if if that's the kind of confidence you have in that guy, you got to play him a bit more, you know. And exactly. we got to be and able to A little bit block. less in the passing game and a little bit more in yeah, the running gotta game. Be able to, we got to be able to run block guys, and we got to be able to really get some plays. Because I think right now, you know, we're dealing with kind of the opposite problem that Adrian Peterson's been dealing with forever. You know, like, they don't need seven, eight guys in the box. Yeah. Because their linebackers can kind of deal with what's going on in the middle as far as a run game. Like, we're mm-hmm. not, we're, they're not afraid of us breaking a big one. Like, you and I talked early last season about Matt Jones. And, you know, like, where is he? Um, but I don't think, yeah. all due respect to Matt Jones, he wasn't that much different than Rob Kelly. Like, he had a bit of an extra, an extra burst to him. But I'm kind of like, you know, you see what Dalvin Cook did. Uh, Monday night, you know, when mm-hmm. he was running the ball, and then you see what uh, the kid, uh, what is it, uh, Kareem Hunt, the kid for, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you see what he did, and it's just like, look, there are speed guys out there, you know what I mean, and that's not something really addressed. Now, in the draft, I understand addressing defense, I understand exactly why they did it was necessary, but, you yeah. know, you if, if you're going to rely on the passing game, like, it seems like we want to, because we want to star Kirk Cousins like he's the featured player at this point but you got to be able to run the ball and I know you worked on it all season and or all off season and our quarterback was our leading rusher on four carries like that's not going to cut it it's not going to be effective at all um anything else you um kind of take away in the game as far as uh as far as what happened on Sunday any more thoughts on that uh Real quick, shout out to shout out to Ronald Darby. Get well soon. Yeah. I seen him. Good thing it was a, it's just a dislocation of ankle. It wasn't broken. It looked bad though. It looked real bad. Yeah. But shout out to but Ronald. Yeah, that's Get a, well. Best you could hope for. What they say, four to six weeks. He should be good. Yeah. Okay. 
that's good stuff. Yeah, um, I don't really have too much more. Again, I thought um, I didn't think we looked super bad on defense, and that was my biggest issue. But like we talked about, you know, you lose your your best receiver. Um, you know, all due respect to Jordan Reed, you lose your best wide receiver and you lose your big play wide receiver. That makes it harder for everybody else. Um, still going to be exactly. some time to get acclimated. Now, you know, you hope Terrell Pryor figures it out sooner than later. Figures it out. I mean, just just get more acclimated. You know, just uh, develop a bit and more. I think he will. And yeah, I and I he think will. he's in a real passing system now. Like, even though we have our gripes about what actually happens in the system, I do feel like it showcases receivers. And so yeah, and when it works, it works. Yeah, yeah, when it works, it's very effective. Um, again, like I, I don't between the twenties, I think we're a very impressive offense. It's just boy getting out of a hole and putting that ball home. It seems to be a real issue for us. Um, hey, quick question, yeah. quick question. Well, this may may or may not be quick. Is it too early to start maybe looking at these quarterbacks coming out and replacing Kirk and let letting that money go how much, and putting that money elsewhere? How much did you watch over the weekend? Uh, good amount. Okay, so you do you see LA kid? <laughs> let's let's go get Rosen. No, uh, listen, Rosen Rosen's got onions. Yeah, Rosen's got and onions, and that. I like the kid Rosen. Yeah, you need but it. but I've been on the campaign from day one. Lamar Jackson is going to be a star. Here's the thing, though. I want Lamar Jackson in the nation's capital. Do you want him? But okay, I mean that's fine. If he wants to be a wizard, that'll be perfect. I don't know if you want like, <laughs> if you like him as a player or as a person. I don't know if you want our front office getting a piece of that kid, Bruh. <laughs> well, uh, see, and that's the thing. That's the thing. You you sure all right? You sure all right? Because that he could be Jason Campbell yeah. or Dante Culpepper. Either neither one is Michael yeah. Vick. Where you want it? If you want that kid to have a future, he might need to stay away from us. Um, but, no, I, but I hear what you're saying. Like I, but we have to we have to address quarterbacks because. You know, Barrett has been, well, there's nobody better, so you got to pay this guy. But listen, though, like, I I tell this story. Yeah, how do people find better? I was getting off the plane. I was on the plane watching the game against the Giants at the end of last season and walked to the gift shop from the airport and watched him lose that game on a pick. I watched him lose Mm -hmm. two games, the last two games in a (laughs) row, on turnovers. You know, like. It's not good. And it's not. And again, this, this isn't a. A Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, bash fest because uh, no, this is just know, fact of what's happening. When we did the uh, when we did the podcast with my man uh, Steve Williams, shout out Steve Williams, uh, defensive quality control for the Detroit Lions. He was like, yo, and he sat there and kind of broke down with me everything that goes into one quarterback. And I'm like, dude, I respect it. I know exactly what you're saying, but I he's, he's still not good. <laughs> But no, um, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Matt Stafford didn't make Matt Stafford made that mistake early and didn't make that mistake again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Stafford, if anything, like, and I feel like that's what he's paid for. Matt Stafford is is a gunslinger, and I can respect that. Right now, Cousins is looking at like a guy who kind of throws rocks. Or you know mm-hmm. what he is? He's the toughest guy in the dodgeball game. He'll throw that ball hard at you, but if he catches <laughs> you, he's gonna right, like I said, we're not gonna bash this guy, but I just think, you know, the 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 mistake that really turn the game around was a mistake that he makes pretty often and it just has to be addressed like that has to stop and see the bad thing is i think at the redskins fandom in me and for whatever for whatever other reason i still got all the faith in him though i still got all the faith that one day he's going to shake it off one day he's going to have that order come back that well, no, sprinkles I mean, all the fairy dust all around and now he just has that 
he got that Mamba venom. I but feel like you just Tampa need Bay that one four-quarter comeback. The Tampa Bay game see, last see, year where he led a super you, impressive uh, drive to win the game. You thought that was going to give him the yeah. Mamba venom. But, I mean, the thing and is, I did too. We, what we need to see is this. Like, he's literally, over the last two seasons, had seven losses. You know, there was a nine mm-hmm. and seven year, and there was an eight, seven and one year last year. So, you know, it's that thing where if if we're going to accept that the quarterback is the most important position, he has to do something to prove that he's beyond average. You know what I mean? And exactly. like mm-hmm. Drew Brees was a winner in San Diego and won a Super Bowl and was a playoff guy for a few years in New Orleans. So even if he's tapered off now, he's had that peak. You know, right now, yeah, that's success, yeah, right yeah. now, Cousins' peak has been being slightly above average, you know, record-wise. You know, so it's mm-hmm. got to be addressed. But um, but no, I, I, I think the other thing you have to take into consideration, all due respect, um, you know, we had beaten five times in a row. They're a professional franchise, yeah, on the rise, so eventually those things they go the other way. You know, and it was a competitive game until. You know, the last two minutes, you know, he had a chance to win the game on the last drive, um, you know, sex fumble recovery. Um, that, as, as what usually yeah, happens. Yeah, you should have seen me turn away from the TV when that happened. But, yeah, he just kind of <laughs> smiled like, oh, wow. But, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, going forward, hopefully that's not an issue. Now, here's what I take an issue with. We're entering this week's game against the Rams as a point and a half dogs. Wow. Now I think they are getting Aaron Donald back for the game, uh, yeah, but which is, which is big. but they also just played the Colts, who don't have a which is, and they also played a much better game, yeah. than they'd have yeah. ever played. So, you know, I think um, one thing I want to do uh, with this show, and I haven't told you about this, and it's going to be hard to do it next week, but I think um, what would kind of separate us from other shows, if each week. Even if it's just for a short segment, we can get a fan of the opposing team on the show to talk about the team. Okay. I think that would be cool, but finding an L.A. Rams fan might be tough. Yeah, like, super you know, What's funny is, you know, I got family uh-huh. in Southern Illinois, so we might be able to scoop yeah, somebody up. Yeah, close enough to St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's who they rooted for. There was, it was, matter of fact, they rooted for the Cardinals a like, lot growing up, but I think we might be able to swing that. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, um, we... Uh, and it's interesting. Like, I think these things are going to run about a half hour every week. That sounds like a good amount of time without starting to bore people to tears. Um, anything you want to talk about before uh, we uh, close up here? Uh, real quick, we could we could go ahead and talk about what you think what you think we got coming up. What you think we're going to do? Yeah. This Sunday. Uh, okay. So, so real quick, for I was listening to something. I can't remember who it was, but they were like, it seems like. Uh, it seems like Seattle and Green Bay always play each other. I don't know how that works out. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't know how many people actually know what goes in the NFL scheduling, but there kind of is a system for yeah, it. Yeah. So people, there people are reasons why the Redskins seem to play the Rams a lot. Yeah, because seem to play the Vikings a lot. Because we seem to finish <laughs> seem on the bottom half Tampa of our. We finish on the bottom half of our division all the time. We all finish about yeah. third or fourth every year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're gonna find up playing guys. Every Ugh. year, and I mean, uh, break out. But I think I don't know what Goff. I don't know really what Goff is. It's hard to it's hard to judge him. But I think Redskins typically typically pulled out. Yeah, I mean, what I think he we'll was be out right. there. What throwing against the ghost of Vontae Davis? Like 
Right. <laughs> Shout out to Vontae Davis. Shout out to Davis, who was the fastest guy in the world until he wasn't. Like, you know, this is this time pattern. But no, I think um, we, we have a we're, we have more talent than uh, Indy did at this point. I think at every position. Um, yeah. All due respect to Frank Gore, who I would never say anything bad about. Um, okay. I think I think top to bottom Shout we were to more Gore. talented. Um, and even though they beat the brakes off of Indy, I don't see that happening to us. That didn't happen to us a lot last season, a lot of close games. Um, but no. Where is it at? I should know. Is it back um, home? Is it Landover? I, or I hope not. Because I, I, <laughs> I see how they felt like showing up for that first game. Um, they yeah. play. Let's let's get the information here. They play uh, in L.A. Oh, and now they're a two-and-a-half okay. dog. Um well, I mean, it's a 325 game, so nobody's going to be there. So maybe we'll treat it like an open practice and, you know, win the game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's funny. That's the day, um, the day after Texas plays USC. Our buddy Josh was like, are you excited for the game? I'm like, no, not. Because um, oh, wow. it's, it's Canelo Triple G night. So that's probably where my attention Talk about be. low, high, low. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> it'll be – that's the thing. Like this, this narrative of – Texas and USC being something bigger than a rivalry. I like Fox Sports. Like I, I, you can't make me care. Like I don't even think it's no, a rivalry. It's, that's what they were saying. Though. They were like, it's bigger than a rivalry. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not it's even two a teams that met for a national title. Uh, <laughs> they had a great championship. And that was 11 <laughs> years ago. Um, that was fantastic for me as an old person, but people don't care. People, mm-hmm. people go back and watch that game, and nobody has animosity toward Texas, and nobody has animosity toward USC. It just exists. Um, but it'll be, yeah, it'll be after like the day after. So I don't know. Maybe the Rams players will go out and celebrate, and that'll be good for us too. But no, I expect <laughs> Rob, Rob Kelly to have more than 50 yards. I expect us to have, and I say that if Aaron Donald plays, that might be kind of rough. Um, but mm-hmm. I do expect him to have more than 50 yards. I expect between uh, Pryor, Doxson. And Reed, I expect more than uh, 200 yards between them because yeah. I do think we can throw against that team. Um, even though they have uh, they got one good corner out there, it's not Janoris Jenkins anymore, but it's um, kid who had the interception return last year is pretty good or last week. Uh, they got the got the deal. He, he was they were Tremaine. There Johnson. you go. Uh huh. So he yeah, he had a good game, but no, I think I think we can toss the ball against him and again. Um, I, I think we're pretty good against the run too, so I'm not super concerned with Todd Gurley. Um, but we'll see. You know, our our guys. And shout out to the Rams for going to the crappy white face. I like them. I like I like the white, the I white don't. helmets. It's trash. <laughs> I like the white helmets because they look weird. Uh, but no, I think that'll be. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think that'll be a, a, a good game. Though I don't see us really running away with it, but I, I do think we have the experience, like the vets on the team to where they should pull mm-hmm. that out and that's the thing they want to play with our emotions so no way they don't go one-on-one because you know we gotta start <laughs> they, like they, they want to upset us so gotta start yeah, one they gotta and go one-on-one one one. because and then i don't know if you've looked ahead but we it's gotta rough. we got a tough slate coming right we're playing, behind what, this we're week. playing the afc west this year so yeah i think we got oakland kansas city denver and San Diego, Ooh, and you're gonna catch San Diego like yeah. when they're all when they're like four and six, but you're the game that almost gets them to 500. So it's a rough schedule. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta hope that Denver run through the rest of the NFC East, um, and you gotta hope we get uh, yeah. somehow get New York before OBJ comes back and Eli keeps playing like the ghost of Eli. 
that that'll help. And somehow I hope Akeem gets gets suspended for our game. Yeah, right. And can't Did play. You, yeah. And catch six picks. Yeah, pull a gun on somebody. I beg you. Um, but no, <laughs> enough for the jokes, man. Yeah, I think this is this is good. Um, this has been uh, the first episode, the week one episode of the uh, Give Him Hail podcast for the uh, South Congress podcast uh, covering Washington football. Week one of the NFL season. Uh, for Milan, I'm Cameron. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, any questions you have for us, um, anything you want to get all about, uh, anything you want to discuss, you can email us at southcongress at gmail.com. That's southcongress with a K. Southcongress at gmail.com. Um, love to talk uh, old Redskins trivia history. If you guys get to see um, our uh, our cover picture for this, it's Jordan Reed and Clinton Portis. Because during that long, dark time, guys like Clinton Portis and LeVar Arrington and, of course, the late, great Sean Chris Taylor. Cooley. Oh, shout out to Chris Cooley, of course. Shout out to Sean yeah, Taylor. Man, guys like kept us afloat while things were uh, things looking kind of rough. Shout out to James Thrash. Catching balls in the slot. Oh, yeah. We appreciate it. Guy. Shout out to Michael Westbrook for like two seasons. Um, but no, yeah. <laughs> but guys, we appreciate it. So we, we love talking uh, Redskins history and trivia. Oh, you got me twice. There we go. But yeah, that'll do it for us this week on the Give Him Hell podcast for Milan. I'm Cameron. And we're out. Peace.